0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcasts 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. The COVID-19 pandemic and the subsequent shelter-in-place order has affected all areas of medicine. Today, we will be speaking about how the pandemic has affected heart failure care with our guest, Dr. Nisha Galotra who is an assistant professor of medicine, director of heart failure disease management, and director of the Heart Failure Bridge Clinic at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Gilothra. Yeah, thanks so much. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Heart Failure Society of America recently published an expert consensus statement on the use of telehealth for patients with heart failure. How have you and your team used telemedicine in the HF clinic at Johns Hopkins?
1: Our team read with great interest the HFSA's very timely statement on the role of virtual visits in the management of heart failure. Just to kind of briefly summarize, the Reading Committee very nicely laid out both the benefits as well as the limitations of telemedicine use in the heart failure population. In the Johns Hopkins cardiology and advanced heart failure practices, we've certainly embraced telemedicine in order to continue providing care for our vulnerable heart failure patients who honestly can't risk going without seeing their providers during this pandemic. So when the state of Maryland first announced its closures on March 16th, we quickly transitioned to telemedicine offering patients several different video platforms as well as an audio-only option. If patients are equipped with things like a scale to weigh themselves or a blood pressure cup at home, the telemedicine visit can honestly be quite effective. Within our cardiology clinic, we actually have what's called the Johns Hopkins Heart Failure Bridge Clinic, which is a nurse practitioner-led heart failure disease management clinic aimed at optimizing heart failure care and reducing readmissions. And so our normal workflow is to capture all patients who are discharged after a heart failure hospitalization into a clinic appointment within one week of discharge. And then we follow them regularly up to weekly or as needed uh, in that early post-discharge period. And the benefit is we're able to do lab work, give ambulatory IV diuretics right there in the clinic, and I've seen a tremendous reduction in readmission rates and health care utilization costs for patients seen in the clinic after hospitalization. So we didn't want to miss a beat with these vulnerable patients recovering from a recent hospitalization. And it was even more important to leverage telemedicine to closely monitor these patients. That's where we really needed to embrace telemedicine. And then we also partner closely with our home care team, which provides remote home monitoring resources. And so in the era of the pandemic, this partnership grew even stronger for us managing heart failure uh, in our clinic at Johns Hopkins.
0: You and your team recently published a paper about these experiences as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about the study and its outcomes?
1: Yes, I would be happy to. So we recently published our early experience during the COVID era, caring for heart failure patients in our heart failure bridge clinic at Johns Hopkins, which was published in the Journal of Cardiac Failure in July, In our study, we described 164 patient visits. So this was 116 unique patients over the course of about six weeks. And two-thirds of the patients were actually seen after recent hospital discharge or for complaints of worsening heart failure symptoms at home. Overall, we found that 60% of the visits were done via telemedicine and 40% were in person. And notably, we found that it took a few weeks for our patient population and our clinic to transition from in-person to televisits. Initially, there was a lot of use of tele-audio, but as folks got more comfortable with the different video platforms that were available, over time we demonstrated an increased utilization of them. So through telemedicine, we were actually able to adjust home diuretics at 25% of the telemedicine visits, and only six of the patients who were seen via telemedicine, we then said, okay, you need to come in for an in-person visit. And none of them required a direct triage to the hospital at the time of visit. And again, these are patients who are highly vulnerable, have just been discharged, or are actually having an appointment because they're having worsening heart failure symptoms. And then we were also able to identify a subset of patients, about 40% of all of our visits, that required in-person visits despite the pandemic. And, And that's important to note. Actually, 50% of these visits that were in-person resulted in IV diuretic administration in the clinic. So we actually found that continued access to in-person assessment and ambulatory IV diuresis in particular was really important in keeping heart failure patients out of the emergency department and out of the hospital where they might be exposed to higher risks of infection.
0: How else has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your practice in heart failure?
1: I think the pandemic has, of course, affected the field of heart failure across the board. Uh, You know, heart failure is a chronic condition, highly dependent on on self-management. And so it's actually empowered patients more to monitor themselves for things like fluid retention or blood pressure effect of medication changes. And the pandemic has also brought on a greater interest in in telemonitoring in heart failure, whether it's via already implanted devices like cardiomens or ICDs or uh, remote patient monitoring via home care. And lastly, we've witnessed that because patients are avoiding the hospital, those that do come in have had a higher severity of illness than average. You know, I think time will tell what the impact of the pandemic will will have on readmission rates, heart failure-related mortality and and heart transplant and ventricular device implantations certainly affected heart failure broadly.
0: With more medical practices starting to reopen, especially on the East Coast, do you feel confident about restarting in-person visits? If not, what are your hesitations?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It's a million-dollar question. You know, I think the, the short answer for this question is yes. We, like others, have completely revamped our clinical workflow and are taking many precautions to allow patients and staff to safely return to clinics. I think there are clearly patients that benefit from in-person visits, as we demonstrated in our study, especially those with advanced heart failure who may miss that window of opportunity to be able to stay out of the hospital or, you know, be candidates for advanced therapies. There's definitely that to keep in mind, but I, I think there is a continued role for telemedicine. And with the ongoing pandemic, the smartest thing is, is really to choose telemedicine versus in person visits based on what's best for the specific patient and taking into account you know, the patient's preferences, their risk factors, and their clinical needs at that time.
0: Overall, what would you say your key take home message is for your Pearson heart failure? I would say that
1: because these are uncertain times without a clear sense of when the pandemic will abate that we continue to optimize telemedicine and heart failure care. I would encourage teams to utilize hospitalizations to educate patients on heart failure self-care, ensure medication reconciliation, uh, you know that they have their medications in hand and make sure patients and caregivers are equipped for successful telemedicine post-discharge. So whether that means they need to get uh, you know, your hospital's app on their phone, or, you know, need to involve a caregiver who may be more tech savvy. All of those things can really be leveraged during a hospitalization. At the same time, I would encourage my peers in heart failure to remind their patients that we're all still here to care for them through the pandemic, whether it's virtually or in person, that they should not delay their care. So, you know, I think that's an important message for not only peers, but for our patients as well.
0: Great. Thank you again for speaking with me today, Dr. Gilothra.
1: Thanks so much for having me.